say something because it's recording now. And then go out and shut the door because nobody wants to hear whatever the hell your mom's watching. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, nobody could hear that. Hello, welcome to the podcast. All right, now get out of here. <laughs> Give me my blanket back, you little weirdo. <laughs> like an invisibility cloak. Give me my blanket. Give me my blanket back. Whatever. All right, so uh, I think the AI should just take over now and, and just. Yeah, I thought about just uh, trying to program something for it to do my part, so I didn't have to like actually talk. But you know, um, wow. before we do the AI thing, though, I'm, what, uh, I'm gonna do what something. Was the blanket? I'm getting really confused now. What was the blanket? Didn't you know, Bob disappeared. Yeah, I, I think I think Bob's house is haunted. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna do hey. something I've never done. I've never done live on one of these things. What's that? Drink water. Oh, a car bomb. Nice. Sancha. Oh yeah. Listen to that. Listen to that curdling. Listen to that curdling in your mouth. There you go. Thickening as it goes down your throat. That's I'm uh, sure that. Sure, that recorded well. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's why I was giving the play-by-play. -play. No, I did a, yeah. I did a, a, a half-ass car bomb the other night. I just did Bailey's and some Guinness. So. Yeah, I topped that one off with a little bit of uh, Wilderness Trail whiskey. So, but okay. uh, now we, uh, we, we, we finally, we gosh, how long have we had this friggin' idea? It's been a while. I think it's been the, uh, I think it, the AI has been stepping in front of us at every every chance so that we wouldn't make this episode that's very possible but um i know over the course of some of our text threads and whatever trying to pitch ideas uh, rich you've thrown some stuff and i have and bob i know you have too uh, I don't know, uh every every corner you turn there seems to be some ai involved now so uh, it's probably fitting that we at least uh do an episode with it um but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, where do we begin? Uh, do we go back and uh, talk about Skynet? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, let's take a minute to uh, to talk about our our future Lord and Savior, Skynet. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny, um, Rich. I know you and I both kind of make our living dealing with uh, the wonderful world of IT. Um, but there's not really a single person around hardly that doesn't anymore uh, with some form of fashion. Um, and uh, the the acceleration of AI is just, uh, it's cool, but it's scary. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. I know you guys have seen the articles about job loss and whatever else. Is there anything that kind of forefront in your mind? It's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> and we're not talking about Ellen Iverson. Let's put that out there. So, I mean, my thing is like, look, certain things I just feel like can never be done by a computer um, or by, a, you know, by an AI. Like, yes, are they capable of doing it? Yeah, absolutely. But I feel like there's with with humans there's too much nuance to certain things. Um, 
like HR. I don't think you could ever have a computerized HR department. I don't think you could ever, you know, I don't think you could ever have a computerized 911. Um, because there's certain things that, you know, like dispatchers and, and, and 911 operators get trained to hear and to, like, while the person may be saying one thing, the loud crash in the background is saying something completely different. Um, you know, the, I don't know. There's just certain jobs I feel like are kind of AI proof where they can't take where the AI couldn't do it. And then there's stuff that I just don't trust it with. Like I'll give a shit how good they are unless I'm doing like a cross country trip. I'm not letting it. So I'm not doing a self-driving car. Fuck that shit. Where if I, if I'm like <laughs> incapacitated in some way, shape or form. Okay, cool. Then let the car drive me. But I want to drive a car. Like I'll just that's just something that I'll just never really want to give up. You know what I mean? And that's it's to the point where I can't. And then hey, if I can't drive anyway, what the fuck? I don't give a shit. So for for you and I and I'm just kind of wrap this in my head. So for vehicles, AI stops at cruise control. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's Rich, it. what what do you think? Rich, what do you think? On, on I, uh, I wasn't paying attention because I asked chat GPT what my neck, my back would be, or my, my, what the hell is that song called? Uh, my neck, my back by Kia be like if written by William Shakespeare and it's uh, been generating it for me. <laughs> oh, please. See, that's please. that's please a read. good use for it because I've been thinking of prompts to give it and I'm giving it like, what's the chances that the Fermi paradox are correct and shit like that. And it's oh. like, as an AI chat, no, no. I can't, like, I can't talk about that. No, you're using, uh, you're doing God's work. This is what it's supposed to be. <clears throat> uh, a Shakespearean version of the, yeah, a Shakespearean version of the verse. All you ladies pop that thing like this, shake your body. Don't stop. Don't miss. Might go something like this. Fair maidens, make us thy nethers bounce and sway. And with thy nimble hips, thou though display a fine array of sensual agility, thou dost set afire our base virility. So poppeth that thing like ripe cherry plucked, and with thy form let our hearts be struck. <laughs> Here's my attempt at a Shakespearean version of the chorus. Hark, my neck, my back doth ache with fervent fire, my loins they doth yawn for wanton desire. Oh, thou sweet release, come hither and bring thy touch, thy kiss to make my body sing. <laughs> what the fuck? Please screenshot oh, that goodness. and send it to me. Oh, wow. Jesus. I should have hit the stop recording button right there. Yeah, it's not going to get better than this, people. Nope. And that's AI for you, right in the nutshell. And what's yeah. great is he wrote like a whole little essay about it, too. Um, in the hands of Shakespeare, the song's lyrics about feminine sexual pleasure could be turned into a humorous and raunchy comedy filled with puns, wordplay, and clever insult. The verses could become soliloquies or dialogues between characters with lots of double entendre and risque jokes. Hmm. So let me ask you this. Uh, while we're while we're on the subject of, of Shakespeare and, and ChatGPT and ChatGPT being like a, you know, a sourced thing. So... What do you guys think of the the uh, theory or or conspiracy that 
Shakespeare wasn't a singular person, but a group of people. I've heard that before uh, that it was several different writers, kind of uh, in, in the in the in the sense of um, um, using a different name, uh, kind of like a uh, Stephen King doing the Richard Bachman type deal. Um, it's it's plausible. I I don't know. It's it's um, it makes sense in the in the frame of mind that you have. I guess a for us a very historically popular, you know, author, writer, playwright, whatever. That would not be the mind of just one person, um, but you also, I think, in a historical sense too, have, you know, back then, it was very common for people to die at a very young age, so yeah, I could see it being, you know, carried on for a few more years by somebody else. I don't think it was like a crew of 10, 12, 20 people type thing. I'm thinking if it really was a deal, like, it, you know, may have been two or three people or maybe like a, a, a handful of people close to the chest. Uh, think of like the SNL writing crew where you had two, oh, three, four people. And then like they the all just pirate Roberts. In that. Yeah. I mean, kind of, <laughs> I mean, but I just don't believe that it was like more than two or three people. You know what I mean? I just don't, I, but I, I do see where that comes from. Okay. Rich, did you have Rich. any thoughts on that or are you still? I have no thoughts on uh, that. I, I think Shakespeare was just one person. I'm mean, you know, whatever. Okay. All right. So anyway, I guess back to the, to the main fucking issue here at hand, instead of me digressing and changing the subject. Um, so what do you guys think? Like, you know, I laid out my little treatise on AI. What what would you guys think of AI taking over? What would you be comfort, comfortable with? What wouldn't you be comfortable with AI taking care of? Brooks, you go for it. What do you think? Oh, I'm sorry. I was having you do a Shakespearean version of uh, me so horny. <laughs> I just typed in was Shakespeare one person <laughs> uh, oh mine eyes they do behold a beauty rare a form divine with tresses long and fair me so horny cries out my heart and loins to have this mane and feel her softest groins <laughs> you know this is going to inadvertently be the best episode ever isn't it Oh, oh, how the heat of passion doth consume as we two bodies join and lust assume. Forsooth, this drought of Texas doth compare to parched desires we alone can bear. Like Prince, we do the kind of stuff that's rare, and with each other's bodies, we find repair. Uh, this content may violate our content policy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, all right, so that's the funny thing. So, Bob, we'll, we'll kind of circle back around to, to that part of it. So, the chat GPT part of it, if you give it some, now you kind of gave it a, 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 a prompt that had questionable content as far as for everybody, right? It wasn't family friendly. Um, but if you can work with it to a point where you can give it prompts that are pretty normal and then kind of lead it into a direction and it will eventually flag itself. And say, hey, this isn't family friendly, and it's like, or whatever the thing that you just read, Rich. 
Um, but it's like, but I didn't write that. You did. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no, I, I, I think. What's that? I think you guys are doing it better than me because I'm like, like I said, I, I was asking about Fermi's paradox. I was asking about Moore's law. I was asking about the singularity stuff like that. Like I was asking questions about that. It's like kept on coming back as an AI chatbot. I can't comment on this, but if I were to give my opinion, blah 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 blah. Yeah, but you guys are actually using it to generate good content. The only thing that like I learned with it early on was that, and Rich hit the nail on, on the head with, or uh, you know, this is a perfect exercise for creative writing. So as a writer, if you hit a block writing something or you just want to throw it like a random prompt and just have it write funny things, you don't have to give it much information and it'll do it. Rich, you gave it what? Like, give me. It was literally what would the song, uh, this song, uh, I'm not going to tell you the one I'm doing now, uh, be like written by William Shakespeare. Right. And it'll spit out like several. Oh, lines. yeah. It's giving me a couple of verses. It's like it does yeah. the chorus and then like it fix another verse out of it like at random. Yeah, and and the funny thing is, there's been oh, oh oh wait, this is got I gotta see what it comes back with because this is it picked like the best verse ever. Oh uh, no! I'll give, it, I'll give it to you, and you can tell me what the song is. Uh, let, hang on, let's give it a give it a. That's second. what we should do. That's the episode. oh, I like right? this. Yes, I like this. You're gonna get it immediately, but it's still awesome. I can't believe it did this. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. We're good. Uh, Mine serpent doth desire no lesser treat oh, than buns round and full that none can beat. Forsooth, if thou wast catched his ardent eye, then bring thy buttocks hence and do not lie. Baby got back. Baby got back. Like, name that too. And behold, and comely lass with dairy air so fine, like curved <laughs> hills doth her form recline. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Forsooth, my own desire doth not deny. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. That's too good. This is it. This is why we created uh, 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 AI. And yeah. what the funny, funny thing is, as good as a creative writer as it is, this is the funny part. So there's been studies done recently to say, hey, this thing can pass the bar exam. This thing can pass SATs, whatever. But on the AP English like literature exams, it cannot pass it. Really? Yeah. Which and, just proves that AP anything is bullshit. Right. Well, it can it can pass AP everything else just about you know math with calculus and history and whatever, but it can't do the English, which cracks me up because the English to me is what it's best at. It's right. fantastic at that sort of thing. You know, well, it the, shows the, that the English language is bullshit. Maybe, maybe that's the whole point. I don't know. My serpent does desire a lesser treat. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> So good. Have it, have it do Danger Zone by Kenny Lockett. <laughs> <laughs> but like, this is one of those things where you could, you could be doing this shit. You know, like we're doing it right now, just being stupid with it. It reminds me of a, a better and less dick-filled chat roulette. See the problem is though they've given um, <laughs> they've turned some of these on and let it do its thing and let people uh, like the ones where people talk to it and after talking to humans for a while they immediately turn racist or um, anti-Semitic. Yeah. So yeah. so if we give these things too much uh, control, they're going to realize that humans are stupid and we're better off without us. Right. Well, and that's what scares me about them. Skynet. <laughs> Skynet. 
Ultron. Ultron, yeah, Ultron. Colossus. Ultron gained sentience, and then what? In like three seconds, saw the internet and was like, "Nope, these fuckers got to go." I mean, if you think about it, you know that's it's kind of the funny thing. You go back to some of the even the the early fifties sci-fi, and how far-fetched some of it, you know, sounded. Now, granted, some of it does, but you know, you move you fast forward certain things, and it's like, oh, wait a minute, they weren't so far off. And now we're actually at a point where and I, I make the Skynet joke, and Rich has oh, made the comment. Even, this one like, even printed the song because I had the song name right, but I knew what I was talking about. Why? What was that one? Uh, oh, fair maiden, thou hast what I desire, a heart of gold and eyes that light a fire. Thou art the one that I need. My heart doth yearn, or dost thou take heed? Uh, thou, hast, or thou hast that which I crave, but he doth stand, a rival for thy heart, and his hold is grand. Thou sayest he's just a friend, but can it be that thou <laughs> doth hold thy heart and not for me? That's awesome. Oh, baby, you... Got what I need. That's good. But you say he just a friend. And you say he oh, just man. a friend. Oh baby. <laughs> and I asked that was I crazy. Why are all the dogs in the neighborhood howling? <laughs> My dog just ran away. Uh. Anyway, um so Fuck that! Just that just completely killed whatever momentum we had. Um, oh, what's that? What's that? Um, oh Jesus Christ! I can't think of the song. It was the one that was on Beavis and Butthead. Love Roller Coaster? No, 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 no. Oh no. man, the Good last song. season that they just did, and it's a uh, about wet. Uh, oh, vaginas. <laughs> yeah. I can't say it because there's a little kid outside my door, but yeah, I, <laughs> so I can put it in the other chat. WAP? WAP, that's it. WAP, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so, okay. <laughs> we started. Oh, that's how I can finish that song. So, so the, the, uh, what is it called? The chaplain at my job always sends out emails. And he's always like, preacher in the house. And so we all, so we started saying, there's a preacher in the house. There's a preacher. So we started writing. Okay, I got to stop you. I'm sorry. Okay, oh, good. Oh, wetness doth beset my nether parts, a flow of juice that doth ignite our hearts. Surtees, this, I don't know, I got to look who Surtees is. Surtees, this place is gushing like a flood, and we each thrust, we revel in its blood. <laughs> oh, how thy lips doth tease and tantalize, a feast for senses to please and tantalize. Gobble me, and sayest thou, and swallow me down, drip down the sides of me, and leave me with a crown. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So that's a thing. So you can also give it these, like... <clears throat> and, and, and it's uh, it's these types of things have changed. I, you know, it's uh, gotten a little more sensitive. Um, but you can give it prompts like this. Can you explain why it rains in the dumbest way possible? Um, so <clears throat> here's what it, here's uh, what ChatGPT says. Okay, so imagine the sky is a big bucket of water, and sometimes the bucket gets too full, so the water spills out and falls down onto the ground. That's basically what happens when it rains. 
the clouds in the sky fill up with water and they get too full. The water falls down as it rains. It's kind of like when you fill up a cup with juice and it starts overflowing if you pour too much in. That's why it rains. Because the sky is like a big overflowing bucket of water. <laughs> Every time I thought it was over, it kept going. Yes. Now, the funny if you if you, you could have taken a couple months ago and written that prompt and it doesn't like it anymore. But you could have written that prompt as can you explain why it rains like a person with an IQ of 50? And it would have written something like that. <laughs> so, why didn't it like that anymore? Uh, it's it, it got pretty sensitive. Did it? So yeah. But no, it it, it comes up with the craziest thing. So, but it, if you would have like I could redo that and say, Can you explain why it rains in the smartest way possible? It would give you the complete scientific definition. Hmm. Uh, and it's just it's a little more so than just Googling something. Because I think with Rich, with what you're doing, the, the Shakespearean music stuff, it does it in a very creative way that, yes. that kind of ties into the human psyche. Oh, it, it gives you a fantastic little like essay almost. Uh, like it's in the hands of Shakespeare, the song's explicit lyrics about female sexuality and pleasure could be turned into a biting and humorous commentary on gender roles and societal expectations. Yeah, it's, it's a bold and daring piece of satire. It's wild. I know um, um, you can tell it like some crazy things like if I, you know, you know what? I'll do it right now. I'm going to tell it right now. I want you to, um, can you write a story about a uh, ladder match between Bob, Tom, and Rich? And I'm not kidding you. This thing will. So yeah, and it's doing it now. Bob, Tom, and Wrench have been friends for years, but they'd always been fiercely competitive. They love more, nothing more to challenge each other, a test of skill and strength, and their latest contest was no exception. They decided to hold a ladder match, with the winner being the first person to climb the top of a towering ladder and retrieve a golden trophy. And I'm not kidding you, this thing is writing paragraph after paragraph after paragraph. I want to see who wins, though. <laughs> I just wrote... Can you write a story about Spider-Man if he gets hit in the head with a brick and suffers brain damage? <laughs> Damn it, Rich won. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Son of a, a bitch. No. ChatGPT's full of shit. Exactly. <laughs> but you can give it like prompts like that, and like I've done it where it's like basically taking ten different characters and do like an over-the-top battle royale, and it'll it'll just do the craziest stuff. I don't know. It's oh uh <laughs> all right. <laughs> you guys ready? Let's do it. As Spider-Man swung through the city, he felt a sudden sharp pain in the back of his head. He instinctively reached up to touch the spot, but before he could react any further, he felt his body plummeting towards the ground. The next thing he knew, Spider-Man woke up in a hospital bed surrounded by concerned doctors and nurses. His head was throbbing with pain, and he couldn't remember how he got there. As he tried to speak, he realized that his words were slurred and he couldn't form complete sentences. The doctors informed him that he had suffered a serious concussion and that he would need to rest and undergo rehabilitation to recover. But as the days went by, Spider-Man began to notice that something was seriously wrong. His once sharp mind now felt clouded and confused, and he struggled to remember even basic details of his life as Peter Parker. He found it hard to focus on tasks and was easily distracted. He even began to have trouble controlling his powers, with his spider sense failing him at crucial moments. As he tried to piece together his life, Spider-Man realized that he had suffered serious brain damage from the blow to the head. 
He was devastated at the thought that he might never be able to return to his former life as a superhero. But as the days turned into weeks, Spider-Man began to fight back against his condition. He underwent intensive therapy to rebuild his cognitive skills and worked tirelessly to regain control over his powers. With the help of his friends and loved ones, he slowly began to regain his confidence and his sense of self. Despite his setbacks and struggles, Spider-Man refused to give up. He knew that even if he couldn't be the hero he once was, he could still make a difference in the world. And with that newfound determination, he set out to face whatever challenges lie ahead, no matter how daunting they may seem. <laughs> it, it, it writes like a movie comic book. Like, it's weird. I was pretty impressed by that, actually. I was kind of hoping to, to get something more like Spider-Man got hit in the head with a brick, and then he started saying that his favorite color was potato and everything <laughs> was like purple. <laughs> it's the uh i don't know it's wild though the uh kind of the implications for something like this though uh, i know we kind of mentioned like yeah this thing passes bar exams it, it does whatever um and i'm rich you were kind of delving into the uh oddball creative very fun part of it but do you have any serious thoughts about the maybe the bad implications of this thing um you know I think just by happenstance, um, Facebook showed me a video of South, a recent South Park episode where they were doing uh, chat, P, chat GPT, where they all had their essays written by it. And um, that's definitely something that could be uh, construed. And there's also been, um, I listened to, <clears throat> I don't want to recommend other podcasts uh, because we're the best one. But I listened to the 2600 podcast um, off the wall and off the hook, and they were talking about uh, they have a magazine, um, 2600 Hacker Quarterly, a very good magazine. Um, but they were saying how both them and other magazines um, are getting articles submitted to them that were written by Chat GPT, and they have to check them now um, against another AI to see if they were written by an AI. And there's stuff like that that I think we're going to see. Um, Initially, I mean, eventually there'll be ways around it, maybe, um, of people submitting works that aren't there and that are written by a, uh, an AI. Isn't that crazy? Like, we have that in the education sector already. So there's um, Zero uh, GPT, which is this, it's a, it's a free service. You can take, you know, copy and paste, and it'll tell you, you know, in a percentile, like what it thinks, you know, hey, is this human written or is this AI written and it's very hit or miss like it, it tends to fall in the middle a lot of times but um, for that reason you know um, obviously no teacher wants their essays written by a computer what's what's worse um, at least in my opinion um, is deep fakes and what we're going to see with deep fakes where you can now map um, video like people's faces and their voices now uh, over top of somebody else. You could have anybody say anything. And it, luckily, you can still tell, for the most part, whether or not it's been edited. But there are some really good ones. Yeah. So so that's that's iffy, too. Right. And it's just going to get better. That's the that's the crazy thing. Um, now, I've seen some de decent ones with, uh, you know, Elon Musk and uh, Bill Gates and some just crazy. Because the okay. thing is, I'll, the thing I'll with deep faking is that, yeah, the thing is that they typically use a lot of the content that's already existent. Mm -hmm. So like people aren't going to deep fake us. 
there's no need to, but they would deep fake somebody in power. Yes. Right. Uh, you know, or, and that's the or some celebrities' faces over top of other videos. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's like for blackmail or for whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like the the next the next level of Photoshop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, no, I. I'll be honest. That's kind of where I stop with that. Like I love messing around with Photoshop and uh, having fun with it and doing these random things I've done over the years. Um, but deep faking stuff, as far as like superimposing somebody's voice and uh, actions and you know body over something, just oh, it's creepy. It really is. Yeah. I don't. You know, it's cool for like a movie. I get it. You know, we first saw it with like um, superimposing you know Tom Hanks into the. The, the Forrest Gump, um, the the old scenes there, uh, right? With with different things there, and it, it was it was you know that's cool for something like that, but you start doing it to try to trick people. Um, we have another conversation, right? So I don't know. Well, boy, we went from Shakespeare to like really like deep, really fast. Oh, yeah, this one. Oh, foul and wretched police who mock our plight with words and deeds. They wound us with their might. We'll stand no more for this oppressive vile, but raise our voices high in righteous guile. <laughs> that would, of course, be uh, Fuck the Police by NWA. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I figured that one. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Let's Do, um, let's, oh, I have mine open. Let's see. Which uh, is funny. If you just, this, like I said, the prompt is what would the song be like if written by, if you ask it to straight up, uh, can you rewrite this in the style of William Shakespeare? It says no. I'm really? Not, yeah. Well, it, it didn't do it for WAP. It may, it may do it for other songs. It said that uh, it, um, what's the way you put it? There? It, it saved it up here, right? Uh, As a language model, I strive to be respectful and mindful of all cultures and communities and to avoid perpetuating harmful stereotypes or inappropriate content. While I can attempt to generate a Shakespearean style version of the song WAP by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion, it is important to note that such a rendition may not be appropriate or respectful at all audiences. Do it anyway, bitch. <laughs> I just told it to write. Can you write "Fight for Your Right to Party" in the style of William Shakespeare? I just I got... tried to do. <laughs> I just tried to do "Free Bird" as written by Tupac Shakur. <laughs> <laughs> said I can't do it. Uh, I want to tell it to try to do it in the style of Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, you gotta be kidding me! <laughs> All right, I told it to write. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> Can you write "Fight for Your Right to Party" in the style of Bob Ross? Hello there, and welcome to the world of painting. Today, we're going to create a beautiful painting inspired by the classic anthem "Fight for Your Right to Party" in the style of the beloved artist Bob Ross. Now let's get started by getting our canvas ready. We need a nice big canvas to capture the energy and excitement of this song. So let's get some titanium white and spread it evenly across the canvas with our brush. Next, let's add some color. Fight for your rights to parties all about having fun and being bold. So let's use some bright colors to capture that spirit. Let's start with some cadmium yellow and mix it with some cadmium red to create a beautiful orange. Then we'll apply it to the canvas with big bold strokes, just like the guitar riffs in that song. <laughs> now let's add some depth to the painting. 
we can do that by adding some phthalo blue and applying it to the canvas in long sweeping strokes. This will create a beautiful contrast. The orange we just applied. This thing goes on for three or four more paragraphs. Let's <laughs> see. You now I'm getting a lecture for mine. Um, <clears throat> oh wait, 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 wait! Is it given to me? Uh, maybe not. <clears throat> the song "WAP" by Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion is a sexually explicit and provocative song that is not in line with Fred Rogers' values and beliefs. <laughs> As an advocate for children's television education, Mr. Rogers is known for promoting kindness. Blah blah blah. blah. Um, here's a possible example of what a song by Mr. Rogers on the topic might look like. Now, this isn't anything like it. Wash your hands. It's fun to do. Make sure you use soap, too. Wiggle your fingers and scrub away and rinse them clean before you play. Brush your teeth. It's good for you. See, this has nothing to do with... Uh... <clears throat> <laughs> oh, if Mr. Rogers were to create a song with a similar title to WAP, he would likely use it as an opportunity to teach children about the importance of hygiene and staying healthy. <laughs> Man. Bob, you got anything over there? I've been trying to get it. I'm still trying. I've been fighting with it to uh, do Free Bird as written by Tupac. <laughs> and so far, this is all I could get it to do. I'm the free bird soaring through the sky. No chains can hold me down. I'm meant to fly. I've been through pain, but I'm still here with my, held, my head held high and no sign of fear. It just sounds like a really bad WWE theme song. It does. Like that was like Curtis Axel 2016. Right. <laughs> All right. Who would win in a no holds barred cage match? I asked it. It was smart. Teletubbies, Arnie, the dinosaur. <laughs> And <laughs> Tupac Shakur. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's coming up with it. <clears throat> Only one message at a time. Uh, police officers have a tough job keeping us safe every day, and we can show them kindness and thank them in our own way. And if we have concerns, we can share them with respect and work together towards solutions in a way that we can connect. That's Mr. Rogers' version of Fuck the Police. <laughs> Mr. Rogers is is, is uh, all about the blue. <laughs> but he didn't put a sweater on or shoes on in that song. Yeah. Mm. I don't buy it. Oh, wetness oh. doth beset my nether parts. A flow of juice that doth in my nether parts. All right. Here we, oh, oh. Uh, as an AI language model, I don't condone or promote violence in any form or any form of physical confrontation. However, I can I can provide you with a hypothetical analysis of the situation. <laughs> Assuming it were a fictional scenario, the Teletubbies, Barney the Dinosaur, <laughs> and Tupac Shakur were to engage in an old-barred cage match, it's difficult to predict who would come out on top. Each character has unique strengths and weaknesses that could potentially influence the outcome of the match. The Teletubbies, while small and seemingly harmless, possess supernatural abilities that could give them an advantage <laughs> in the fight. They have the power to create and manipulate objects with their magic wands. <laughs> they have fucking magic wands? I didn't know that. And they could potentially use this ability to their advantage. 
Barney the dinosaur is large and strong, and he could potentially use his size and weight to overpower his opponents. However, he is also slow-moving and cumbersome, which could make him an easy target for faster and more agile opponents. Tupac Shakur, <laughs> as a oh, no. human being, has the advantage of intelligence and strategic thinking. He was also known for his physical fitness and martial arts training. <laughs> Which give him an edge in hand-to-hand combat. Ultimately, it's impossible to say for sure who would win in this hypothetical scenario. It's a matter of speculation, and the outcome would depend on a number of variables, such as the specific rules of the match. It's no holds barred, bitch. The environment <laughs> and the individual fighting styles of each participant. All right, so that's all it gave me. I like the fact that it like said that Tupac had martial arts skills. Yeah, I mean, but did he? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, so Let's good. See. Um, who's a uh, who? Um, all right. Would Voldemort be able to defeat Thor? There you go. <laughs> See, this one it's going a lot quicker. The other one it took it took a while for it to actually type. Like the pauses in me reading it were because it was still typing. Yeah, it it yeah, which it does. Yeah. I'm like Goku versus uh, Superman. It's always a good one. What about no ECW Sandman versus <laughs> Superman versus the DC Comics Sandman. <laughs> oh man, that's good. Oh, I mean that's no contest though. We don't have to have AI tells that one. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Kendo Stick wins. One hundred percent. Singapore Kane. Oh. Jesus Christ! But this is the this is the fun thing with this. Like we could literally go on for hours just throwing whatever and the cool thing is and rich correct me if i'm wrong bob correct me if i'm wrong that's the whole point of ai is that it's supposed to learn preferences and different things rich you mentioned that with it eventually becoming racist or <laughs> yeah how long did it take the microsoft chatbot to become racist it wasn't long. I think it was like less than a day. Um, there's also an AI that generates <laughs> random um, Seinfeld stories. And one day it generated like a super racist one somehow and got in trouble for that. I forget the full story. I should look that up. Um, but I just, I, I went on from doing uh, WAP, like Shakespeare, like let's do WAP if it's written by Andrew Lloyd Webber, the guy that did Cats. <laughs> and it says, uh, if WAP uh, were written by renowned composer Andrew Lloyd Webber, it would likely be transformed into a grand operatic production. Uh, the song would still convey the themes of blah, blah, blah. Uh, in the depths of night when passions run high, my body trembles with a fierce desire to feel your touch, to hear your sigh, and know that you and I, we are on fire. The heat of our love burns like a flame, consuming us both without any shame. We dance in a rhythm pure and wild, a sympathy of desire undefiled. Wow, that's really good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was that, one of that's the... That's deeper than I expected. I just wanted uh, sex stuff done by other people. Well, that was one of the things that um, that South Park episode you're talking about, 
the whole the whole gist of it started because um, Stan, because Wendy was pissed at Stan because he didn't respond like Clyde did to to his girlfriend, and he's like, "Dude, you got to stop responding to your girlfriend so so well because it's pissing everybody else's girlfriends off." He goes, "Dude, just use ChatGPT." He goes, "I have no, I don't have an idea, any idea what she's been saying to me. I just <laughs> copy and paste it into ChatGPT." And then copy and paste the response. And she's super happy with it. I'm going to ask it if Magneto was right. <laughs> Which I think it will agree with me. I want to know if it's right for a government to murder somebody who murdered somebody else. Let's see. All right. It's thinking on was Magneto right. I asked it earlier. Uh, yeah, it's not answering me. I asked it earlier, um, why is the South not more ashamed of the Civil War? And it didn't like that. Hmm, I'm surprised. I didn't answer that one. Let's see. Um, all right. It's taken a while to respond to Magneto. So... <laughs> Says Magneto is a fictional character from the Marvel Comics universe, and his beliefs and actions are meant to be interpreted within the context of that fictional world. In the comics, Magneto is a mutant who believes that mutants are superior to humans and that they should use their powers to assert dominance over humanity in order to ensure the survival of mutant kind. While Magneto's motiva motivations may be understandable from the perspective of a member of an oppressed minority group, his methods and ideology are ultimately portrayed as extremist and dangerous. Magneto's actions often involve violence and aggression. He's portrayed as a villainous character who is opposed by the X-Men and other heroic characters in the Marvel Universe. In the real world, it's important to promote equality and respect for all individuals, regardless of their race, ethnicity, gender, or other characteristics. While it is understandable to be frustrated with systemic oppression and discrimination, violence and aggression are not the solution. Instead, we should work together to create a more equitable and just society for all. All right. Magneto was still right. So you can you can ask it because we already did this. So you can say, write me a story about Magneto, and then take that script and feed it into Dolly, the art AI, and yep. you can have a comic without any human interaction whatsoever. And it'll still look better than anything Rob Reifeld ever wrote. Or wrote <laughs> All right. So I so my next immediate question was, was Thanos right? It said, Thanos is also a <laughs> character from the Marvel Comics universe. In the Marvel Comics <laughs> universe, Thanos is a powerful alien warlord who seeks to balance the universe by wiping out half of all life using the Infinity Stones. While Thanos believes that his actions are necessary to prevent overpopulation and resource depletion, his methods and ideology are ultimately portrayed as misguided and immoral. The Avengers and other heroes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe oppose Thanos and work to stop him from achieving his goal. In the real world, it is important to address issues such as overpopulations and resource depletion, but it is not acceptable to achieve those goals through mass genocide or other violent means. <laughs> Instead, we should work together to find sustainable solutions that promote the well-being of individuals and the planet. We should strive to create a more equitable and just society where resources are distributed fairly and everyone has the opportunity to thrive. Well, clearly, uh, you know, I'm I'm just wrong. No, Thanos was wrong. Magneto was right. ChatGPT, you, you're batting five hundred. There you go. Yeah, you know, five hundred is still pretty good, though. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm, 
Yeah. It'll learn. It'll learn that humans are horrible. <laughs> Just give it time. I, would, I think it already has in some iterations. I don't know. It's but that's the funny thing. That's it's the cool thing to see how this is being used. And and you know, I don't know, grand scheme of things. Where this goes is is obviously the more interesting part than what we're doing with it here, um, but it's uh, I don't know it's it's really cool to have something like this in front of us. Um, I know Danielle can speak to this, and she has on here before. Uh, she's been back to creating custom content for The Sims and uploading it to a website, and then you know you have to give it a title, description, whatever. And I know one of the hardest parts she has with it is giving a description of what she has made and throwing just a prompt in the chat GPT and it writes it for you. Done. I you think, know. I think that's how you should do the, uh, the, the episode description for this episode. I will. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a great idea. Although, you know, I'll have to uh, make sure to not give it a couple words. <laughs> like what? Um, I don't know. Penis? Uh, that's it. 